Welcome to another episode of The Gab. Today I am very happy because I am going to interview my friend Melissa Fredenberg. She's a wealth advisor for Lakeshore Financial Planning. Melissa, how are you? Great. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited. So um, let's talk about, just run us through your day, a day in the life of Melissa. Okay. Is this supposed to be like... Just like a regular day, you don't have to, you know, not the not the best day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I was. We'll not pick this particular day. We had a little drama at home, but um, most part, I try and get up before my kids so that I can have like a half hour, forty five minutes of. A and cup that's of what time? Like six. Mm-hmm. If I'm feeling crazy, maybe six fifteen. <laughs> if I sleep till six thirty, the whole house is a mess and it doesn't work. Um, yeah, so I get up and I have a cup of coffee. I let the dog out and usually scroll Facebook and just kind of figure out what I got to do for the day. Cool. I should be working out. That's my goal is to get up and work out. But so far, <laughs> I just sit on the couch and drink coffee for a minute. Hey, you but get up. That's great. I need that time, that like peace to just kind of center and clear my mind. Do they kind of get up at the same time, the kids? Yes, they do. I have to wake them up and they start getting oh, ready. Oh, nice. They, yeah. They, um, but I still make them breakfast. I still make their lunches for school. How old are they? They are 9 and 10. So okay. today's the last day of school today. So oh, that's this, great. I'm ready for summer. <laughs> make your own breakfast. Mom will be at work. So we're doing that. But for the school year, I do kind of. My son more so than my daughter needs a little extra. Yeah. What do you have today? Do you have a spelling test? Let's go through the word. So, Wake up. Yeah. My son leaves asleep. I go, are you okay to drive? Uh, I'm like, okay. Yeah, I usually send him back up to brush his hair and his teeth because he comes down like, you look like you rolled out of bed. You've got to go back up. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my morning getting them ready. And then one, I do drop off in my pajamas. I don't know if that's acceptable to admit this. Yeah, me too, but with a very cute coat on top, like a, like a trench. Yeah, I I only <laughs> just do the, in case. I only do the coat like for winter when it's really cold, and literally like sometimes somebody starts approaching my car, and I just start doing the slow roll away because I'm well, like, well, depends no, no. on the pajamas. Are they long pajamas or is are we talking lingerie here? Oh no no no! Like neither like a t-shirt and jammy pants, like okay, very okay. like so totally covered, covered, but. You know, my hair is like, I don't even brush my hair, maybe not even my teeth. Like, I probably have really bad coffee breath. So, literally, some mornings my kids can't find their shoes or they're fighting over something and we just lost track of time. And I literally am like, get in the car or mom's going to walk you in the office looking like this. And they just, they pick up the pace. Yeah, they're they're like, like, yeah, please don't embarrass us. I'm like, we cannot be late today because look what mom looks like. Uh, There are days, I would say probably like four or five times a month where I have like an early morning meeting. So I get up and shower and get myself ready for work, drop them off and come right to the office. But for Mm. the most part, I'm either half put together or like not at all. What time do you get to work? Um, well, it's flexible. So sometimes I work from home. Oftentimes I meet clients or potential clients for coffee somewhere in Gross Point. Most of my clientele is from Gross Point. So, um, I might meet somebody there. It really depends on the day, but if I have nothing scheduled, I try to get in by nine, nine fifteen. So I drop them off at seven 50, come home. So enough time to bedazzle yourself. Uh, bedazzle by pull my hair in a ponytail. I shower at night. Bedazzle means like put on some makeup so I don't scare anyone. Pencil in my eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. Good to go. There's some, uh, I'm always fascinated with, well, it takes a while to do this. And then, you know, like 
and shows and whatever. It's like takes like an hour and they put the clothes and the makeup. And, and I'm like, I have like 10 minutes allocated to this. So it is what's going to It's about a half an hour, <laughs> I would say. Like start with hair and everything. Yeah. But again, with hair I, is like a ponytail. I did actually, <laughs> I know this was a podcast, but I did actually dry my hair this morning for you. Just That's in case. Right. I didn't know if you had any camera yeah, features. Yeah, you don't so. know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Better, yeah. I always dress up, even though it's a podcast. So there yeah. you go, people. We're dressed up. <laughs> I did my hair today, just for you guys. All right. Um. Okay. Tell us. Uh. Okay. So drama every day. I have it too. It's crazy. But what makes you happy? What is the one thing that that you, not that you go to it when you need something as a respite, but like, what are what is that thing that makes you happy that you're like, you know, thinking about it or going and getting it or whatever. Okay. So I I think my friends, I think special time, special time, that sounds so like childish, but like, you know, to have a girl's night or a wine night or a play date, date, yeah. Or a friend for coffee, just catching up. I feel Mm -hmm. really grounds me because sometimes you get, especially in the winter, I kind of hibernate. So I feel like I'm just starting to see my friends again. And for me, that really just being able to kind of vent about the drama that my kids cause or, you know, anything in life, really that outlet for me of just getting together and feeling normal because other like people are breaking loneliness stuff. and it's not work and yes. you can be yourself. I mean, last night, a couple of neighbors got together. There's a new woman that moved on the block. So we got together for some wine and it was just we joked about being in the nest, like being able to say, okay, can I admit that like I totally spazzed out on my kids and did this or, oh my God, you'll never believe what my husband did. This is so annoying. And, but that I think, especially for women is such, I mean, I left there feeling like 10 pounds lighter, just like all the stress. Yeah, you're just leaving it over there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, there's an award ceremony at school that I'm not at. And we're like, oh, never go to those things. I wish I had a work meet. Like, <laughs> you know, just feeling like we're all in the same boat here. Everybody's trying to do the end of the year picnic and doing the Pinterest like snacks to bring in and like yeah we're all over it just yeah total moment of honesty like my daughter's and everything so she had like the 15th choir recital whatever and I said well when do you go in and because the thing started at seven she's like yeah I think I'm gonna go up like around eight so like I didn't show up until 7 45 and I saved myself from all the other stuff Yes, you kind of have to and do it that. Was like, it, it was like that time that I was like, oh, this time is extra, like, you know. And, and I still saw her and took the video and everything, so there. Yeah, I mean, I took the day off yesterday to do the park picnic, but I told my kids, I looked at the calendar for the last, like, two weeks of school, and I said, what do you want mom to be at? Like, let's just break it down, yeah. pick a few things that are important, because I can't, I can't be at everything. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a lot. Um, well, talking about that, do you have a wellness practice? Like, do you meditate, skincare, yoga, any other woo-woo stuff that it's integral to your day? I'm trying to get into that. No, I don't exercise regularly, but I do, when I exercise, I walk. Like, mm-hmm. So I'm a couple blocks from Lakeshore, so I love to just walk the lake. You know, just like a 15, 20-minute and fresh air and really just... Um, Sometimes I'll take my kid, like my daughter will want to come with me. It's not as relaxing, you know, I'm like, pick up the pieces. Does, your, does your daughter talk a lot? Oh, no. Oh, okay. No, no. But I mean, it's usually like, let's stop and look at it. Because my daughter talks not... a lot, like, and at a speed, right? So it's like, I'm trying to catch everything and look, look, there's a duck and no. I probably talk 
too much. My kids will <laughs> they look at a word and they're like, wait, mom's talking. They don't listen to me anymore either. So it's just like a monologue that I they have go, with yeah, them. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. look like sometimes they'll nod their head. But like most of the time they're not listening to me. And then they'll be like, you never told me that. I'm like, I did. I know I did. Um, no, Do you but, write stuff down for them? Like, so they um, remember? No. No, I probably should. But they won't oh, I don't it. know. I, don't I mean, know. you know, I'm just saying... So they remember the one thing. Right. Yeah, no, I think my mindfulness thing is probably just like that time in the morning when I get up or after they're asleep at night. I just like to have some quiet time. I read at night, which oh, is... Oh, that's great. I, it's not... I don't know if it's mindfulness, but I like to read things outside of work. So whether it's self-help or just get into a novel. So that's sort of my... That's really great before going to bed um, because... You're not, you know, going through, like, electronics are, like, the worst. Right. And I do, I am guilty. Sometimes I don't read. I scroll through whatever yeah. if I haven't had time. So Instagram or Facebook. And I usually don't sleep as well, and I stay up too late because I'm, like, scrolling, scrolling. <laughs> and I, like, I snap out of it. I'm, like, whoa, it's, like, midnight. On I the other hand, that's how you find out about a ton of stuff. Like, because right. people expect you to know what's going on. Like, yeah, so, you know, did you see Christy graduating? I posted it. And right. you're, like... Oh my god. Sure. And then you go back and oh my god. See, I have the opposite problem because I like have Facebook friends that I don't see in real life very often and so mm-hmm. I'll know that like someone so graduated or they went here on vacation and I see them and I feel like they think I'm a stalker. They're like, "How do you we haven't talked? Like, how do you know all this?" I'm like, "You post <laughs> you on go, Facebook." And you go, "Oh my god, how was that?" And they're like, like, okay. okay weirdo. Like, yeah, why do you know this stuff about me? I'm like, "Well, you posted it." So Yeah, I mean, I know, it's out I've, there forever. Yeah, yeah, and I do I so but yes, on nights when I I'm on my phone. I don't I don't get as good sleep, so I have to, like, force myself to read. But um, we don't have a TV in our bedroom. My husband oh. is very much against, like, electronics. That's like So well, we both try to read before that's bed. That's great. Yeah. Novels are good. They are. What type of novel do you like? So, uh, probably Trashy Beach Read. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like romance or Just, or like, crime. No, just something. Crime's fine. I'm trying to think of, like... Like Girl on the Train or whatever. I don't know if that's... Oh, yeah. Fine, thrillers. That yeah. Thrillers are yeah. good. Um, and also just like romance. Uh, anything where I can... R-rated? Sort of no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did... Well, I mean, I did read Fifty Shades. Like, the right. series, that was good. But like, not... That's not what I would normally read. Right. Um, what is... Where the Crawdads Sing? I just... Like, I read that and that was such a good book that I literally can't get into another book because it was so good. That You're still I thinking about it. Yes, I'm having like, withdrawal. Like, what happened? Like, And I've loaned it out to people, so I saw someone that I loaned it out to at the pool reading it. I was jealous. I was like, oh, I wish like, I were halfway oh, through that book. It yes, was so yes. good. So I'm sort of in that stage now where and I can't And you're like, finish it another. so we can talk about it. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, I have a book club tonight where they read it, so uh, I'll get to talk about it tonight. Oh, perfect. But, yeah, but I do, I need another book like that. I um, I don't like heavy, like... You know, World War Two period stuff. I just can't. I'm like, I don't need a history lesson. I've right. got a lot of heavy stuff today for work, and I just need yeah, not heavy. Like, no, just fun. and sometimes self help can be a little heavy. Depends, because because you want to remember what you're reading, and sometimes it's so fantastic and breakthrough. And at 10 p.m. is like, well, I just I found I don't know if it's cheating, but I found this app called Blinkist. Oh, fantastic! So, yeah. yeah, and it basically like with the self help books it just gives you the it gives pointers. you like the bullet points. Because you don't have to read all that fluff. Sorry to the authors that write those things. Like, I know the fluff is important, but, like, I just want to get the point. I think the fluff is the storytelling to get the person into it. But people that go to Blinklist already know that they want to get into it. So it skips the fluff that hooks you in. 
For sure. And then I feel like I haven't yet, but I, if I really like something, the message was good, I might go get the book right, after. Right, by the book. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I'm more into the novels. Like, I'm never like, let me pick up the self-help book and read the next. I love that you're human. I don't like, um, I do not exercise consistently, even though I try every day. Every day I do something different. I think about it every day. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I should be exercising. Is that, do I get points for that? Yeah, can I log that totally, into my FitPal? Yeah, because there are people that are like, no way, I'm not going to even. And can I have a drink, you know? Right. So I that's guess great. I'm not working out tonight because I just had a glass of wine. I mean, it just, they, there's yeah. always an excuse. Of course. But I mean, there's there, there are books with excuses to not do whatever it is. And, but to think about it, that's, you're already, you know. If I could burn calories thinking about exercising or downloading apps that are going to help me exercise, (laughs) I would be like the most in shape person in the world. Seriously, I just, yeah, I just started racing some because like, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, only one of these I'm going to use, right? Yeah. If any. Oh yeah, I have all sorts of apps to log in my calories and stuff. I usually get. To oh my like, god, I know. Yeah, I get to like lunch and then I just blow it on snacks when I pick up my kids from school. They're like, can I have a snack? And I have like one of each thing I'm giving them. And then I'm like, well, I can't log all this. I don't even know what I just ate. Probably like 1,200 calories just standing here. So that happened I'm done to me too. Like, you're like, okay, I'm gonna log. What did I eat? And then like, I forget because it's like you go eat out or whatever, and then you go back and you're like, well how much was in this so it's yeah. like do you golf at all um no I do not golf okay. do you golf I, I don't know if we can call it golf I golf I like to go double date with my husband just play nine holes it's really fun I'm okay I'm getting better I used to golf before I had kids more often but for me it's like I give up on a hole like if I get to it like you know how you count how many shots <laughs> yes. I'm like this one's done it's the same yeah, thing with like the just calories. throw it in the pick thing up, and let's yeah. go I'm done with hole number five. I pick up my ball and I don't know. I'm just a lot. That's Not my to mention, there are like five. 40 people waiting for you to move on from the down hole. Oh, I don't play like that. I'm oh, like, okay. okay. Yeah. If there's people like pressing, Eat I want to play through. Just go ahead. Yeah, pass because I don't need you riding up on me. Yeah. Because yes. yeah, then I Seriously. just won't even hit it. I'll whack at the ground. It's like totally spazzes me out. So. I, I want to get into it, but I have a, um, a pull. I have a pinch disc. So every time I do that movement, yeah. it crackets me up. But I think it's great. Yeah. No, it's fun, but I'm not very good. Like when you say, do you golf? I'm like, I don't know. It depends on what you do. Do I stand in the grass with the... I attempt to, yes. <laughs> so yeah, perfect. That, that's that's but it. But I don't want to be in your outing or anything like that because I'm not that good. <laughs> in your outing. I don't know. <laughs> All right. You talked about things that you can't believe sometimes that your husband does or the kid do or um, the kids do or at work etc what's your biggest really moment that you go oh my god I explained this to you 40 billion times or really this is like this is what they're doing with the money or they're opening a hole in the the ground you know like what is that something that you remember that you went really okay so like not necessarily my kids or my husband but just in general it can be your kids or your husband or in general whatever you want Maybe it's like my pet peeve. I really am annoyed by people that don't hold the door for you. Oh, This is like a weird thing, but I teach my kids like always hold the door or like if you're getting on or off an elevator, like if you're getting on an elevator, let people off first. Mm-hmm. Or like I have my kids, like if somebody's coming out and they're carrying something, hold the door for them. But everybody's in such a hurry. Yeah. I just, I, they bug, it bugs me, especially I'm from the East Coast. It's worse there. Yeah. We talk about people being rude here in this area. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. No. When I first moved here... I thought people were weird, like weirdly nice. 
And it really would me really? out. I'm like, I'm through? from Jersey. Like, yeah. I'm from Jersey, New York, Philly. People don't hold like, doors for anybody. Get in there or you, get out. Right. You don't talk to strangers. I remember I was on the West Side. <laughs> <about, laughs> I was in a 7-Eleven and on my they way to work. They don't talk to strangers in Jersey? Oh, my God. No, they might mug you. Like, you don't just talk to people. <laughs> they like might mug you. No. I mean, people are very much, like, in their own right. thing. At least where I'm from. They're rude. And I got that a lot. They're like, oh, you're from the East Coast? I didn't, you, I didn't, uh, you're nice. Yeah. You know, it's kind of one you're, of those Yeah, things. You're, you're nice. And I'm like, I didn't know what they were talking about. I was like, what do you mean? Everybody's nice. Like, but now when I go back, I'm like, God, people are so rude. And so, yeah, so people being rude is one of my pet peeves. Like, that really is like, what? But the door thing, like, someone will, or they think you're holding it for them. You know, like, I'll be carrying stuff. Or when my kids were little, I'd have, like, a baby on one arm and a toddler. Yeah, and like, they, can you open the door? Yeah. And some, like, bratty person would just come out and, like, almost knock me over. And I'm like, just slow really? down. Just yeah. Can I please? Yeah. Um, so it's a weird thing. Yeah, you'll be surprised because my son, I also taught him to do that. He's not in high school. And uh, in the times that we live in now, he opened the door for a girl. And she was like, why are you opening the door? Are you saying that we're not equal? Oh. Because am I, you know, are you, I mean, are you saying that? And, and Marcus was just like looking at her like, uh, okay, so do you want to go in or no? Like, a- apart from the all the stuff that you're thinking about, are you going in or do you want me to go in? <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's like, um, it's just a nice gesture. It doesn't have to... It doesn't have anything to do with... I mean, like, I open doors for, you know, old men or whatever. I mean, it's like, it's a yeah. it's an equal opportunity activity. You just, it's kind of, you have to feel it out. Like, you sense, like, if, yeah. like, who's coming first, who's got more in their hands. But just to be, <laughs> like, have some kind of awareness of, totally. like, not just, like, plowing past people in... Or, again, like, the elevator thing when people the start elevator. getting on before somebody gets off. And you're just... and. I think everybody's just in their own little world. I think that's the problem is they're just, it's not like they're like, I'm more important than you. So I go first. It's like, I'm leaving the building. So I'm just leaving the building and no awareness. You know, the elevator thing is such, such an interesting thing. In Japan, they have little arrows that, so that the people that are waiting for the elevator stand on the sides so that the, and then there's two arrows that say out and then in. So the people that are coming out, come out through the center and the people that are going in, go out through the edges Now, in China, you can't get in because the elevator is always full. And in Mexico, they will tumble you over. Like, like well, you're, do you, have to, Square, you have New to York get too. in. Like, the thing opens and you're punching into the people that are trying to get out. And you, if you don't try to get in, right. you're not getting in. Yeah. Have you been to Penn Station? Like in New York? Like, like that's what I say about the East Coast. Like it is like everybody's out for themselves. for themselves. You will get trampled when they announce like on the board where your train is. Like everybody just stampedes. Oh my God. Women, children, pregnant women. Nobody cares. So when I say people are nicer here, they definitely yeah. are. Yeah. I've been in Michigan 14 years. Yeah. Years maybe so maybe so, you're a little bit. Enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, long enough that when I go back, people there annoy me. Yes. But maybe they look at me like some Midwestern like person like, I don't know oh my god really you wanted to hold the door for you jeez lady yeah right <laughs> but no but for every person that might act weird when you hold the door some people are like wow that's so nice oh, or if my you. son holds the door they're like what a gentleman you know so I do yeah. think it takes people it's like a nice thing that you can do I return a million things to Amazon I mean through UPS so I'm always holding the because every time you go out someone's coming in with a package yeah so I always make it a point See, I don't return much. I just buy. From I'm like, That's an interesting thing. So, like, you get the wrong thing, you have to return it. Or? Yeah, you know, I, I I do that thing where you get several sizes. Okay. And then, because 
I mean, why am I going to wait for the one size to come and then decide if it doesn't fit me? And then order and I just order the three sizes, blah, 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 shoes, whatever. Okay. This is why department stores are closing. Because of people like us. I know. I do like to go try things on. I like, so for me, when, I'm, when I need something, Amazon is great or ordering online. But for like relaxation, I don't know. Oh, I yeah. Mean, like, uh, is like wandering like, around like the shopping, store. Um, like what is it? Shopping uh, therapy, yes. but just walking around the mall. and So if we have a weekend where there's no like sporting activities or no like commitments and maybe like one day my husband will go golfing the next day, he'll be like, well, you know, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I just want to go walk around Home Goods or something, you know, yeah. or Target. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like for me, if I just had a day, like just my day of whatever I could do and it's just me, I'd go get like big expensive Starbucks coffee and just walk around and not even buy. It's not like about buying. No, it's about the experience. But it's just like, I like to walk around. Like, so I hope that like brick and mortar stores don't close because I do enjoy that. But then Mm -hmm. again, if you need something specific, it's really hard to go and be like, I need this kind of shorts and just go into a store and find them. So it's like, you just have to look for things you didn't even know you were looking for. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Cause it turns into impossible. Um, Okay, what was what has been your biggest aha moment that you were like, hmm, I, I am doing this right, or this is what I have to do? Hmm. I had several of them. Um, I think my biggest aha moment recently was probably about a year ago, and it had to do with, like, mom guilt of going back to work. Mm. So I didn't know if I was doing the right thing. I was very fortunate I was able to be a stay-at-home mom, and I didn't need to go back to work to provide income for the family. Mm-hmm. I, I never was super comfortable being a stay-at-home mom, um, and I always felt like I was spending somebody else's money, which is weird. And my husband never made me feel that way. It was no. all in my yeah, head. same. Mm-hmm. Totally in my head. But I kind of felt like I don't like laundry, don't like cooking, necessarily I do it but gardening and yeah I'm not a homemaker I don't think I was meant to be a homemaker I'm like really bad homemaker I don't like cooking either so I just felt kind of useless and like I wasn't being productive as a stay-at-home mom like after my kids were older at the beginning they were so close it was nuts and I felt like you know obviously you needed to be there yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) if I were to stay at home mom they'd either be dead or like we'd be paying a hundred thousand a year to a right so yeah so that was useful and then once they got in school especially full-time that's when I started feeling not useful so for me going back to work but then right when I went back to work my son got mono like really bad and was out of school for like a month and a half and at one point, we didn't know if it was mono or something else. Like, but it, I thought it was a sign, you know, oh, my God, you should not have gone back to work because now he right. needs me again. Right, And um, luckily, everything here was very flexible, so I was able to do both. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of felt, so that first year going back, I felt like I was just failing at everything. But I would say a year and a half ago, I had a conversation with my kids, both of them, and I asked them what they thought about me working. Did they feel bad? Did they miss when I was home? Because there'd be little comments here and right. there that sort of made me feel bad. And they were like, no, we like when you're working because um, you're happier. Right. So my kids, probably they were like seven, eight. Wow. At the Super time. mature. Yeah. And so this whole time, this mom guilt of like going back to work was really weighing on me. And I do have flexible work. So if they're sick, I can work from Plus home. It's, but... it's, I think you were in the middle of the transition. Yeah. So that's always difficult. So that aha moment was probably that conversation with my kids. And they realized before I did how much happier I was. Like having a career, having something to feel good about myself outside an of An outlet like, with an income. Yes. Yes. Right. Without having to, you're just feeling accomplished. It's not even right. about an income. It's right. about feeling like, 
I'm doing something. I'm helping people. I'm making a difference outside of my kids who don't always appreciate stuff right. that I do. Oh my right? God, that is so true. So that for me, just having that conversation with my kids was probably that moment where I was like, I am, this is right. This is the right thing. This I is didn't... good. Even though I'm not there 24 seven, but I can be if I even need be, but this is important and it's good. Right. Definitely. Um, so since you are a financial planner, what do you tell people that have just a little income? You know, we talk about wealth management. Well, if it's someone that is has a little business, say let that they sell, for example, like oils or little things that like that. I mean, some people do really well, but say that they have a small income, mm-hmm. and not only that, they have to also be supporting a family. What what do you do there? Or so they're like selling oils and supporting a family. Probably, I would say they need to get a different job. Not selling <laughs> oils. Um, no, I think one of the biggest things is just a reality check for people because a lot of times people don't realize like they're working hard and not making ends meet and you can do that but then you'll have to live frugally like if you're not so you either there are two choices if things aren't working out if the math of what's coming in and what's going out doesn't work Mm -hmm. you either need to earn more or spend spend less less. yeah I mean those are the options and unfortunately some people just put it on credit card or kind of like you know go over every month and so that's hard but I struggle with so so when you talk about wealth management everybody needs some wealth management Everybody needs some wealth management. The way our industry works is really, um, most cases, we're charging for assets under management. Right. So if there are no assets, it's really hard for me to get paid. Right. Which is the problem. But for me, um, I have found if I meet with somebody and they don't have the assets to manage, I help them anyway. And when you say assets... You're talking about there's not a dollar amount. It is it's um like a trust fund or what or like a property or assets being like um either money investable money that's <clears throat> not money in the bank necessarily uh-huh. but money that they could invest or four hundred one k plans Got or it. retirement plans. So a lot of times we work with older clients because that's when people feel like I need a wealth advisor because yeah, I'm retiring and yeah. now what do I do with all this stuff. But um, what do I do to survive the last 10 years of my life? Right. So that is one of the things I work. um, I work with men or women if they want to work with me. I do have a couple like happy, happily married couples that I advise. But for the most part, I have focused my business on working with women in transition. So death of a spouse or divorce. And um, one, because I like working with women. Also, my business is very male dominated. It's less, it's 15% women, the whole industry. So can you please, can we please focus on the women? Right, right. And not like, I think we might've had this conversation. I don't like how, and the men in my office don't do this, but a lot of times men talk to women like, like they're not in charge of money. Men's them. Well, exactly. Or like I had a roofer come once and was like, is your husband home? Because I want to talk to him. Like I was like, listen, I have authority to take this bid on the roof and decide. Yes. So I think. Isn't that interesting? No, it's not. It's so annoying. It's so (laughs) annoying. So that's like what motivates me is to kind of be able to speak to women like, hey, you can do this. Here's what you need to do. Yes. You don't need, because a lot of times it's divorce or um, their husband's passed away. And I'm like, you don't need a a husband to tell you what to do with the money. Like I... I'll tell you what to do with the money. Yeah. No, and no, it'll be I mean, $20,000. Yeah, exactly. I am for the small fee of, no. But no, at the end but of the day. It's case, true. I, I heard you speak at, at a function and I thought that what you were talking about was so useful for anybody. Like right. so ap- applicable for, you know, just your everyday life. 
Sure. And I think when you talk about who needs a financial advisor, like everybody, I feel everybody does. But a lot of times I, because of the way that I'm compensated, I can't help everyone, which is why I do workshops for free. So for people that really need advice, but they don't necessarily, they're still in the building stage. Right. They don't have necessarily anything to invest. I like to do workshops where I just help them with finances. Well, but the idea behind that, I one, it's rewarding, but also people refer people. So I'm never turning anybody away. If they come in, I will follow up with like, True. here's what you need to do. And it's really worked for me because maybe they don't have investable assets, but, but other people do. Right. And if their friend is going through a divorce and doesn't know, a lot of times in divorce, what happens is all the retirement assets are split. Yes. And so, and then they need to be moved from one whatever of, plan. So if yeah. say a, a yeah. non-working spouse, they get divorced, they get half usually. Yeah. Sometimes a little bit more of their husband's 401k. And that's why women in transition usually need to find an advisor. So um, oh. I will help Good them. Good to they know. Have, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> well, and I do, you know, one of the things I do, um, and it doesn't cost anything, it's a free consultation, is if somebody's considering divorce, a lot of times women stay in a bad marriage because, because they of the money. feel like they're going to be poor. Right. And so a lot of times they will meet with me and I will say, this is what you can expect. I'm not like, a lawyer, oh but Thank I do God, know. I don't have to put up with this anymore. Yeah. Right. And it's so nice to see. It's one of the most rewarding things is when someone comes in and they're like, I don't even, can I live? Can I eat? Can I stay in my house? They have no idea of what their life is going to be like and to kind of help them adjust to that. That's new. also a form of abuse. Like, you know, yeah, financial so basically you are, you are helping women understand that they can stand on their own two feet, right. which is. magical and so important and that's rewarding not that i don't like helping older people retire but for me i'm it's more relatable oh yeah i'm um my husband is my second husband so i went through a divorce i helped my mom through a divorce so like this is very there's life after divorce right and sometimes you do have to like be on a budget sometimes your life is not as glamorous maybe you're not hanging out at the country club anymore but to be able to like get them into their new normal that that to me is rewarding. So that's fantastic. Why I do what I do. And that's why I'm here. Because yeah. <laughs> I think you're fabulous. Oh, thank you. Um, I was like, you're getting divorced. No. Your husband's going to find out. This is like oh, really bad. Yeah, I was like, awesome. my heart's yeah, set for a no, I was like, wait, no, what? No, not no. at all. Okay. Happily no. married. Happily married. Okay, good. Very happily Just married. Just that was a really weird way to break up with your husband on the podcast. <laughs> I was like, yeah. this is not good. That's not, that's <laughs> not a good idea. Don't do it at home. Do yeah. not record this as the way that you're going to break up with your husband. Yeah. But I mean, again, it's and happily married couples sometimes need that help coming together because one's the spender, one's the saver. Right, right. Or like one has no idea what they have. They just know. And, and I was like that too. When I was a stay-at-home mom, I sort of, my husband's also in finance, so I sort of delegated that. Like I knew the nap schedule and the eating schedule. And, <laughs> and I knew how much I could spend at Target without getting the what? Like, <laughs> yeah. So I was Where did too. this go? Yeah, exactly. So I'm not like, as much as I like to empower women to take control, it's okay if you're delegating that to your husband. Right. But at some point you need to come back to it and be like... In my household, my husband makes the money, my husband does the, the bills, but I do all the health care. And in my mind, if I'm not making the money, I, I'm not going to spend the money. You know, like, mm-hmm. like not in a crazy way, you know, right. just, you know, okay. I know what to get and what not to get and not go crazy. And I don't need... A mink coat. Right. But if you did, if that was like your thing, like you wanted a mink coat. Oh, like yeah. I could, could do it. Yeah. Of course. Right. Yes. So that's fine. Yes. And Everybody... no one's going to call me and say, what? No. Right. But you're not buying a mink coat and saying like, okay, well, I can't afford to like feed the family this Exactly. Month. Right. So as long and as. And that's as long as the family can eat. 
Well, yeah, if you're paying your bills and everything else is cool, buy yourself something. Yeah. I'm not, it's, that's the other thing is people think that I miss budget. Like I'm going to put them on a budget and they're not going to be able to like right. buy something if they want. But if you can afford it, do it. Like, and besides the things that people, people have money for what they want. Because mm -hmm. sometimes like we like to travel and we don't have a boat and, but we don't want a boat. So it's like, so if we didn't boat. want the boat, if we wanted the boat, then we would not travel. And you know, like people do what they spend into what they want to do. And people like Broadway shows. Other people like to hunt. Other be and then they have the guns and the blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Other people, you know, it depends on what you like to do. And that's what you spend your money on. And so then you don't have money for other things. But it's not because you don't have it. It's because you're spending it on what you like. Right. You allocate. And I don't tell people what they can and can't spend of money on. Not. But it's just a question of it's really finding out what they want mm -hmm. and what they're going to want in the future. Like, what do you yes, need for, exactly? you know, when you retire? What do you envision your life being like? That's so funny that I said boat and your eyes immediately went, but I imagine well, that's a, a huge point of conversation with people oh no it's specifically in my marriage well the boat oh, was oh, <laughs> oh can we go back to yeah can we go back to that like aha moment so on top of um it happened that i was like happily is it was, a big boat no it's just a boat it just, <laughs> the issue was like okay i knew we had these like general conversations like someday i would like to have a boat mm -hmm. i'm not anti-boat i actually love the boat more than i thought i would but for me it's all about control oh so Control, like, he was making, he's still making the majority of the money. Do you drive the boat? Do I? Yeah. Well, that's on a whole other subject. Oh. No, I'm afraid to. <laughs> see? I don't... Someone needs to, see, the point with us is someone needs to take care of the boat and somebody needs to drive the boat. But my husband does all that, but my husband was buying doesn't the boat. To. He came home and told me I bought a boat. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't and you were like, forget that. about it. No, I would have liked to have been like. We're buying a boat. Like, let's go pick it out. You know, like, not like I'm, this. I'm not faced by it because my husband comes up with a different idea every day. So it's like. But this wasn't an idea. This was a purchase. Oh, like he already did. No, he came home and said, announced that he's buying a boat. Okay. Like that he is like in the process of. Oh, he is buying it. As in he already started the process. He bought it. Like it was done. Oh like, I feel God. like it was done. I was like, oh. And so. Oh, that is a lot. Right. So yeah. that was a lot in our marriage. And that was sort of a catalyst that Instead got me to go a, back to Instead of I'm buying a boat, it's I bought a boat. I bought a boat. And then ironically, the boat sank. <gasps> no. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we got a call from Pier Park. Um, your boat is sinking. And this was like a newer formula. This was not like a 1972 something or other. This was like, this boat should not have sank. Like, like, like you couldn't retrieve it? Well, they retrieved it, but like, it had under, like we, we had to have a lot of money. Like we had to pay money oh, no. to have like tugboat or whatever that why, place is. Why did it? Some $20 part that failed. The part that's supposed to like keep the lake out, <laughs> let the lake in. You know, I mean, I'm just happy we weren't on it because, like, it was in, in the, the middle dock. of wherever the ropes were like holding it up. It, oh in the, my god! In the, um, in the marina, it's so on. it was not sinking. It was like underwater. Well, it was sinking when they called me at like six a.m., which is <laughs> ironic that they called me because I guess I like get the park passes or something. Because I'm like, your, your stupid boat is sinking. You know, like this, this boat that he had to have, and I was so like irritated oh. by it anyway. Sunk. No, I. But I did love the boat. It is good family time. I have grown to love the boat. We got it back. It was resurrected. So the same boat. The same boat. Okay. It was like so close to being total, but because it's um. It's a bow rider, so it's like an open bow. So they 
We're able to pickle the engine. Pickle the yeah, engine. Yeah, doesn't that sound something like you'd Fantastic. want to bring your kids on? Oh, yeah. it's pickled. It's good. The engine's pickled. Yeah, you'll be fine. It was only like submerged for like an hour because by the time like he got down there, it was submerged and then they brought it out and they pickled the engine and we got it back and they had to like do like the leather over again and all sorts oh of stuff. Oh my God. So yeah, the same boat. Cry. Did you cry? <sighs> A little he bit. might have cried. I'm not sure. I kind of was stupid. Like, I knew we should have had a problem. Because, like, one of those things, like, I was kind of happy for a second. Yeah, before. like, I told you. Did you say it? No, I didn't tell him it was going to sink because I had no idea it was going to sink. But I was kind of like, like no, was I was sad. It was scary. Thing. I was more like, I think I was like, oh, my God, that could have sank when we were on it. Yeah, I was you afraid. were totally. I was thankful yeah. we weren't on it. That yeah. was my first reaction. My next reaction was kind of like, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, good, we get to spend more money in the boat, you know. Um, but now, well, we don't have it yet. It's coming in this weekend. So oh. for the season. But this, we had it last season. It came back from the nice. from the sinkage. Um, and well, it was it's, it's been freezing anyway, so you right. haven't missed the so thing. So we'll be out on it this weekend. I'm going to yeah. send you a picture of us yes. on the boat. Awesome. Um, it is good family fun. But the issue, again, it's not that I would have said, no, we can't buy a boat if we had talked about it. But I felt like. He made the decision. Right. My worst fear was like, this isn't my money. This is his money. And I'm just kind of spending it on. And you can just spend it on whatever he wants. And I have no say. Exactly. Absolutely. So that was when I was like, you know what? I'm done doing people's laundry and cooking. Like, I'm going back. I want to, like, have a career. Now, let's pause for a second here and say that you're still doing their laundry and cooking. Though. Ish. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. When moms go back to work, they work. And they continue to do the other stuff. They do. But here's the, the laundry thing. I complain about laundry. Um, but I think I could probably hire it out. And my husband wouldn't care. Um, I just keeping on top of it. But I think for me, um, my husband did try to do laundry one time when I went back to work. So it was like the weekend. And I think I put a load in and then I left to go pick up a click list. Right? Yeah. And I come home and like literally I had started the load when I left. And I come home and my husband's like, I did some laundry, like very proud. He moved right? it from the washer to the dryer. Yes, exactly. He did, and I was like, "Wait a minute, you did laundry? Like, what are you talking about? I'm doing laundry. Like, how did you do laundry?" And he's like, "Yeah, I put in a new load." Well, he took like my delicates that don't get dried, put them in the dryer on high heat. Oh like, no! All my bras and like you know oh, stuff that's like no. I'm probably too fat to wear, but I still like hold on to it. But so now I wash it's it stretched. Yeah. So I wash it now and hold it, it. Now it like yeah. So there was like a complete loss. Like, and I felt bad because my reaction should have been like, "Thank you, thank like, you, you're my hero." Thank you for and instead of that, it's like, "Let me just go ahead and throw." Right. away everything that you just ruined it, but it came <laughs> from an intention like a place of love like i she works she's you know doing laundry and going grocery shopping i'm gonna help so did you contain yourself or did you no let him i think have i it? i think i got really pissed that he like put it in the dryer <laughs> and then like the next load was like mixed colors and lights and i was like so but i am pretty sure that he didn't do that intentionally of course not he thought he was helping but he's never been asked to do laundry again so maybe it was i don't know maybe it was a move (laughs) no no but i did there was definitely a dynamic shift like there's more and it might be me it might have all been in my head like whereas when i was a stay-at-home mom i was like well no i have to do the laundry and everybody has to have clean underwear when they need it whereas now i'm like guess what mom had a big you can do your thing right i mean if you need it feel free to go put your own load in if you want um otherwise or go buy some more socks so it's interesting I think it's it's kind of like all in our heads. It is in your head because he's like, not... yeah, the the you're, the family, the kids, and the husband. First of all, they were not expecting for all the clothes to be you know perfectly perfect all the time, and nobody is telling you that you can't spend money. But we are in this this generation of women that it's in our heads, like. 
oh, well, this is not, you know. It's got to be make perfect, this money. right? And then the laundry and everything has to be done and, and the food. And I hate cooking, but and your they house have has to, to look- eat nutritious. And the house needs to be guest ready all the time. Right. And I did that. I was like running around making myself sick. So I didn't work, but like. Everything was just so. I think you redid the kitchen, and then you sold the house, and it's like... Yes, I was always... That was sort of my, like, hobby of, like, fixing things up and whatever, but also that made me feel useful, like, because yeah. I'm doing something. Yeah. I'm home. I never once, unless maybe if I was really sick, like, watched daytime TV when the mm-hmm. kids were at school, when oh, I was a stay-at-home mom. daytime TV is horrifying. I, I can't. Well, it is, but I mean, like, I never even attempted because I could not, like... Sit down. It did always seem. Oh, like you a, felt guilty about it. Yes, I had no, I just doing don't something. because it's just terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. Maybe I tried and it was terrible. I don't remember, but I just always felt like I had to be doing something useful. So I would like make up jobs to like be useful. Oh, you know, or like volunteer at school to like be like, well, I can't work because I have to like make these Pinterest worthy snacks for right whatever. Like I just kind of put a lot of pressure on myself to do things that probably didn't need to be done. Yeah. And I, what my one regret would be just, I wish I had enjoyed my time home with my kids more instead yes. of always feeling like, what am I going to do Super next? mom, yeah. Yeah, I kind of felt like maybe I should have just like, we should have stayed in our jammies and cuddled and watched TV and more instead of like, let's go to the park and then let's go to Target and we'll get all the things we need and let's, you know what I mean? Like I kind of just would like to have slowed down. And, and I bet you then now you have more snuggly time. Well, I'm working Because you that. allow yourself to do it. Right. So from the event you're talking about uh, this weekend, one of the things is just to be mindful in the task that you're doing. Yeah. And so I struggle with that because sometimes it's like I'm at work and I'm thinking about, oh, I got to sign them up for camp and I got to do this like stuff at home. Or when I'm at home, I'm thinking about like, let me just send this email. So I really want to be mindful in... To be where I'm you're doing. at, which is super difficult because... It is. Do I, you struggle with that? Oh, too? all the time. I'm thinking about... Oh, I should like when the kids are not home. I'm like, oh, I need to go do this, and I should be doing that, and should be doing that. So then I don't work on like my own stuff because I need to be doing all this. Because when they get out, then I'm gonna have to be there for them, and it's like 14 hours of psychopath therapy that I have to do. Mm-hmm. And so, and then when they get home, I'm like, oh, I didn't get to do this and this. So it's like, stop and just do what you're supposed to do in the moment that you're in. Right. I guess that's all we have. Right, but to be mindful, I think people would like not yeah. be as grumpy and would start holding doors if everybody were just mindful of, of like just going through the door. Because we're multitaskers, totally. moms. But like, I think sometimes we just have to just kind of focus on what it is we're doing and do that well. Yes, but Absolutely. that's a struggle for me. That's my goal. That's like my new thing. I'm turning over a new leaf. I'm going to be mindful. I'm not going to be doing six things at once. You know, now that you say turning a new over a new leaf, we put so much pressure on ourselves and we forget. Trees shed all the leaves every year, and they get all the leaves every year. So mm-hmm. if they can do it, we can do it. Right. So what's uh, my final question is, what's your outlook for the future? And it can be for your family, for you, or for humanity, or for the community. What, what, is it that yeah. you, what, what is it that you look for in the future? Well, I think it's kind of that mindfulness. For me, I feel like... I'm in a good place. I'm happy with where I am, with my family, with my marriage, with my career, but I need to practice gratefulness and just be, just let it go naturally, kind of. Like, I don't put some big thing on the future, like I have to do X or I have to, my business has to grow this much. Um, so you're kind of a perfectionist and you need to be more of a... 
I would say I struggle with feeling the need to be. I would. I don't want to call myself a perfectionist because I don't want to give the wrong impression. Nothing's perfect. Everything's kind of like you know. Well, crazy. that's perfectionist. They don't think anything is perfect. Right, but it's good. It's yeah. really good. So the future, I you know, I, my kids are growing too fast. So I want them mm. to slow down and just. You know, I, sometimes they don't even kiss me, especially in public anymore. So I want to, like, just cuddle them and enjoy them, but also work on my career at the same time, but not to the point where, like, I miss the rest of their childhood. So really just balance. I think my, my future looks balanced of, like... Yeah, it, it'll, it'll, go, it'll change as they grow. You'll have more time or less time, et cetera, and then you... But mindfulness, that's right. that's a great outlook. And I think that's good, like I said, with the holding of the door. I think if everybody just slowed down and practiced gratefulness, mindfulness, that people would hold more doors and be less mm. cranky and stop, like, charging people on elevators before they get off, right? Yeah, everybody's so angry all the time. Yeah, don't be angry. Just look at what's going well. Yes, exactly. Okay, well, uh, this was such a pleasure talking to you. I loved every minute of it. Minute of it and... Um, I'll catch you guys later.